Hi, everybody. Welcome to the podcast today. We are starting a brand new chapter this morning, chapter 14 in the book of Acts. It's been a dynamic study. I don't know how many sessions we've done now, well over 50, but it's been great just uh, mining out the truths of God's Word. And so you'll recall uh, as we finished up yesterday that uh, Paul and Barnabas were leaving with their team the area of Antioch and Pisidia, and they were traveling to a place called Iconium. And so let's pick it up here in chapter 14, verse 1. It says, Now it happened in Iconium that they went together to the synagogue of the Jews and so spoke that a great multitude, both of the Jews and of the Greeks, believed. And, you know, we just saw in the last chapter where God essentially gave Paul the green light to go to the Gentiles, and he's accepting that assignment. But if you'll notice throughout his travels as we continue to go through them, that he he does still continue to go to the synagogue. Now that causes him a lot of consternation as the as the Jews rise up. And here we see that that Jews and Greeks, and I'm I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that those Greeks are proselytes. In other words, they are Jews that are of Greek um, descendancy, and so these are all Jews. And many of them, it says a great multitude of them believed. So they're having an impact in the Jewish community, but you'll see that that they still continue more and more to gravitate to the Gentiles uh, as God continues to open up the Gentile world to the gospel. So here you have a lot of uh, Jews that are getting saved, a lot of uh, Greek Jews that are being saved and believing on Jesus Christ. But watch this, verse 2 says, But the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and poisoned their minds against the brethren. So you have the Jews now stirring up the Gentile population so that they won't believe. But notice how they do that. They poison their minds against the truth. They poison their minds. You know, the Bible says that as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Essentially, we are the sum total of our thoughts because if if we don't think about certain things, we won't act on those things. And so if you want to do a different thing, you got to think a different thought. And so in order to come against the movement of Jesus Christ here in the early church, the Jews would stir up and poison the minds of those that are the potential Uh, targets of the gospel uh, message. And and it's no different than today. The devil still comes against our mind. He tries to arrest our thought life. If the devil can have our thought life, if he can gain a foothold there, then he can literally take our life. He can take our destiny, our dreams, our vision, our families, our marriages, all these things. And he understands the power of a thought. He understands the... the, the ramification if we aren't disciplined in our, in our thought life. So you and I have every um, every capability. We are empowered to come against thoughts that are not of God. And and you know Paul talks about not being conformed to the world in Romans twelve, but being transformed by the renewing of your mind. So how are we transformed by the Word of God by the renewing of our mind? If we win the battle of the mind, then we win. The devil cannot have us. The only power he has uh, is if he can arrest our thoughts and direct them to the wrong thing. And then he, he's got us. He's got us in a checkmate situation. So that's what's happening here. The Jews are poisoning the minds of the Gentiles to come against Paul and Barnabas and their team. And verse 3 says, Therefore they stayed, they, meaning Paul and Barnabas, stayed there in Iconium a long time, speaking boldly in the Lord who was bearing witness to the word of his grace 
uh, granting signs and wonders to be done by their hands. So here we see that, that they are preaching the word of grace, the word of God, the gospel, and God is showing up and doing tremendous miracles. This is why I don't believe that just straight manifestations of the Spirit, people that want to see signs, people that want to see holy laughter, people that want to see gold dust clouds floating through the sanctuary, people who want to see dove feathers or gold nuggets or rubies and emeralds or whatever. Friend, listen to me. Uh, Even in the midst of God granting signs and wonders, the multitude of the city was divided. There's still going to be people that see the power of the Spirit and reject God because they're not moved by those things. Even um, the rich man and Lazarus, when Lazarus died, he went into Abraham's bosom. But the, when the rich man died out of Luke 15, he or uh, 16 maybe, uh, he went into a place of torment. And, you know, he said, listen, send somebody, he told Abraham, send somebody back from the dead to tell my family about this place so that none of them end up here. And, and Abraham said, look, if they're not going to listen to Moses and the prophet, they're not going to hear one that comes back from the dead. Meaning, if they're not going to take the word of God as the word of God, then it doesn't matter what kind of signs and wonders that they see. They're not going to respond appropriately. And that's why I'm, I'm so, uh, I understand God moves in signs and wonders. I understand that he's a powerful God. But we don't base our, um, our faith on those things because the bible says that the signs and wonders will follow you and me mark 16 we are not to follow the signs and that's what you have a lot of today people looking for signs so that they can follow them they hear oh there's some kind of manifestation happening over here or over there and they run off chasing a sign when the signs were always intended to follow us and so that's what's happening here watch this in verse 4 after it says that that God is granting signs and wonders it says but the multitude of the city verse 4 was divided part sided with the Jews and part with the apostles and when a violent attempt was made by both the Gentiles and the Jews with their rulers to abuse and stone them they became aware of it and fled to Lystra and Derbe cities of Lyconia and to surround their surrounding region and they were preaching the gospel there so in other words every time the devil tries to come and and bring persecution all it does is serve to push the gospel further Uh, we need to understand that God has a plan for us to carry the good news of the gospel and what's so amazing is that the good news of the gospel can irritate people so badly you would think that as they're preaching the gospel, that God is moving with signs and wonders, they would see that and absolutely uh, not be able to refute that, and which is the case. But even in that, their eyes are blinded, their hearts are hardened, just like Pharaoh in Egypt, no different. Their hearts are hardened and they refuse to accept. It's, it's all pretty much pride is what you're dealing with there. And so they continue to come against in violence. And notice that the disciples didn't try to become uh, some super spiritual giants at that point. They just packed up and left Um, because Jesus had taught them, hey, shake the dust off and move on to the next place. There will be some that believe, and there were many. In fact, the Bible says, and remember in verse 1, it says a great multitude believed. So when they were done with their assignment, Then they just moved on to the next place, and it said that they were preaching the gospel there. Everywhere they went, they will preach the gospel. Friend, today, wherever you're going, preach the gospel. And you know what? Like the words of a great preacher once said, speak if you have to. But you can love people. You can let the light of the gospel shine through you, the light of Jesus Christ shine through you, through acts of kindness, through through just gentleness and kindness as it is. 
And that will be different than what most people are accustomed to. So today in your own life, just recognize, just like Paul and Barnabas, you're on assignment. And you have, you have something to deposit wherever you go, uh, whether it's speaking boldly the love of God, encouraging somebody, giving somebody a word in season who is weary with just the rigors of life, whatever it might be today, God, I'm believing for you that God has divine intervention, divine connection. He's going to cross your path with somebody that desperately needs to know that there's hope in Jesus Christ, that he's not angry with them, that through the blood of Jesus, they can be justified from all things and they can live their life in a very powerful, authoritative, purposeful, peaceful way. Friend, that is your assignment today. Well, that's all of our time. We will start up in uh, verse number eight tomorrow in chapter 14. So thank you for joining me and I'll see you tomorrow right here on the podcast.